Blockchain. Musk. Fungible. Non-fungible. Fiat is out. Digital is in. We need to talk about crypto. With the men who will make you rich. Sean and Mike. We need to talk about crypto. <laughs> this is more than just a want. I need someone to feed my need to talk about crypto. Feed the need. Spread the seed. We got to talk about, <laughs> hmm? about crypto, everybody. Welcome. I am Sean. That I is am Mike. And Tessa is here. She is the robotic woman you just heard talking. She's our wonderful producer, a mentor to us both. We love her. We love Tessa. We uh, we think she's the best, although we've never actually met her. She does a lot of work around here. Yeah, she's in our ears most of the time we're recording, um, telling us what to do on the ones and twos, keeping us on track of our schedule. She's great. Yep. Thank you, Tessa, once again. And thank you, audience, for returning for episode six. It is episode six. Uh, we need to talk about crypto. You know, we've been grinding. We've been rising. Mm-hmm. We've been drinking loads of tea. It's going through me like hot liquid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We are the, the tea boys. Uh, again, that's T-E-A boys. T-E-A dash boys. Yeah. When you're tweeting at us, please be sure to spell out the word tea. Some people don't. That's a whole other thing. That's a different kind of tea boy. We're not those kinds. We, we're we actually drinking, what is this? A, this is like, an Earl Grey. It's a black tea. Uh, Earl Grey. All tea is good tea when it comes to this show. We're also known as the Grey Ladies, the New York Times Boys. <laughs> the Rise and Greys. <laughs> Get up, look in the mirror. The Greys Anatomy Boys. Yeah, we love Greys Anatomy. We're the... Sandra O oh, fan club chiefs. We are interested in the anatomy of one person only. Yeah, we're going to get to that later. Uh, fans of the show will know we want to see Elon Musk nude. <laughs> but let's not burst that bubble no, too yet. let's not get into that. <laughs> I think last week we got off uh, talking about naked Elon Musk like right off the bat. And again. Just kinda, yeah, <laughs> once again. We're going to try to hold off our craving. Yeah, we need to pull back on that a little bit. I, um, I, I don't want to piss the guy off. He's a nice man. He's the richest man on earth. He's a benefactor to all of humanity. Uh, he's a, a good person. He's a good dude. I don't. I do want to see him nude, but I don't want to talk about it. So then let's do this. Let's talk about what we always start the show with, rising and grinding, that millionaire mindset, put in the work. Working out. Yeah, working out, getting up early, getting ready to be rich. You know, rich people, they're not the people that get up at 10 a.m. No, they wake up early. Have you ever known a rich person who sleeps in late? Doesn't happen. It's impossible. In order to get money, you have to get up early, which is why we've both pushed our routines to pre-dawn workouts We're having supplements. We're scream scrambling, which is cracking eggs into your mouth and screaming in the mirror. Uh, What else are we doing, Mike? It's all part of the caveman mentality stuff. I mean, we're getting out of bed. We're doing our morning catechisms. We're praying to the lords of crypto to ensure our gains. And then we pray to the lords of Dieseltown, like Mark Wahlberg, to ensure ensure the gains in our bodies and our uh, musculature. Yeah, and I do want to talk about the caveman mindset for a second. We've mentioned it before. Scream scrambling is part of the caveman mindset. Getting up early, you know, eating eggs, eating turkey in the morning. That's a caveman activity. Mm-hmm. The thing is that people today have it all wrong and cavemen had it all right. That is right. We have to go back there. We have to go back. Yeah. People As, uh, are living living to be 70, 80 years old. This yeah. is a modern mistake. Yeah, it's a problem. Um, we want to only live to be like 40 or 50, but peak performance the entire time. You don't want to mm-hmm. downgrade your bodies. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, think about when an, an athlete retires, like a professional athlete. That's probably when you want to just knock out a life. Yeah, I'd say um, call up the good Dr. Kevorkian and just... <laughs> As he was known, the good doctor. <laughs> the good doctor. <laughs> yeah. He was a pretty good guy, he right? A, yeah, I think he was a pretty good guy. I think he might be uh, considered a hero to some. Yeah, definitely. I think he, uh, to many people, is is a great... He is the good doctor. I mean... The plastic bag man. The, yeah. Uh, the needle. The needler. <laughs> yeah, ne- needles and pins. Push it in. Yeah, Mr. Mix-em-ups. Because, <laughs> <laughs> see, it, that all started because he... He mixed up. He was going to give just someone like a, a measles vaccine. There was a little mix him up. And then he learned that he was now the good Dr. Kevorkian. <laughs> yeah. The good Dr. Kevorkian, a.k.a. Mr. Mix him ups. So we all yeah. love him. Um, an accidental hero. An accidental hero. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't it be funny to learn that Dr. Kevorkian didn't realize he was helping all these people die? <laughs> he's just he's like a, he's like the villain on season nine of Dexter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like. Wait a minute. That was penicillin you just put in there. Right? <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> he never hears from these people that they want to die. He just shows up in the middle of the night. It just happens. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, Rise and Grind talk. Yeah. Uh, I got up at 3 a.m. this morning. Um, felt a little under the weather. Uh, had a little scream scramble, which usually I do after the workout just to, you know, get ready for the podcast. Today I did it before, and I think that was a mistake. You know, I was really dogging it. Yeah. I've. I feel pretty fully recovered from the beating from a couple weeks ago that the baseball team laid upon us. Um, Mm -hmm. My muscles are feeling a little stronger and looser, and I'm not all knotted up, but my stomach's been hurting. Um, I usually will do a scream scramble before my workout to get that shot of protein down my throat, and I couldn't keep it down. I got to be honest. I I was sick. Are you still uh, putting uh, espresso grounds in your eggs? Um, I like to usually, but now there's something with the texture of the grit of the espresso and the grit mixing with the grit of the eggshells. It's just like not working for me. I'm wondering if that's what has been making me feel sick. I might from now on cut out the espresso. Now, I'm noticing that you're saying espresso, but I've seen that there's an X in the word. It's an espresso because it's expressing... (laughs) the the bean flavor right um well that's if you get it at like a place that uh delivers coffee really fast to you Mm. it's an espresso but oh if you get it from like a slow drip place it's espresso oh interesting yeah hmm well then i chewed out a young man at a starbucks (laughs) for for no no reason reason yesterday yeah see i think you're one of the mistakes you made is going to starbucks i'm more of like a a coffee bean kind of guy they have much much better beans there even like better beans yeah like or a mccafe or something like that is where you Mm. get the good stuff from (laughs) yeah mccafe is really high end (laughs) stuff that's the best yeah and it is espresso there because it comes out really fast yeah, I was under the impression that McDonald's has espresso. But now that I know the difference, I guess it makes sense. They don't have time for slow drip no. kind of stuff. It's fast. Express, express. Guys, this has been Rise and Grind Talk. Today we really focused on the grind part, like grinding coffee. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have a, a manual coffee grinder I use. Mm, his name is Emmanuel? <laughs> <laughs> it's Expranual. <laughs> yeah, very nice. Okay. <laughs> um, I actually, it's it's not technically a coffee grinder. I've... I've cut pepper out of my diet, and I've just been putting the beans into my pepper grinder. Oh, yeah. That's that's a good, like, rustic kind of hand-cranked way to get those beans out. Yeah, I mean, I'll do 
now of Caesar salad, I just do. You want a little hit of espresso on there, espresso beans, yeah, and I do that instead of pepper. Pepper is too spicy for me. Yeah, I would like for a waiter to offer me an espresso ground on my <laughs> on my uh, Cobb salad. You hold your hand up, restaurant. and you say that's three plenty. twists is enough. Thank yeah. you. Yes, I don't want to be up all night. Um, all right. Well, last week, guys, we've been slowly episode by episode working our way through the great entrepreneur, multimillionaire. And a rich guy that we look up to, Mark Wahlberg's mm-hmm. Rise and Grind routine. Where do we leave off? Well, we uh, I just want to say we metaphorically look up to him, but physically we look down. <laughs> it's probably like between it, judging, depending who's looking, Sean or I, like between seven and nine inches, we're looking down to uh, make eye contact with yeah, Mr. Mark Wahlberg. He's looking up at us with those puppy dog eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, what I would like to do is be strong enough one day to go under Mark Wahlberg's armpits and lift him up so I can mm. look him straight in the eye. I would imagine you'll be there soon with how much working out we're doing uh, yeah. at the crack of dawn. I've just had the setbacks with the beatings and the health stuff. Um, and the issue is, too, I'm in a bulk phase and I haven't been working out. So I'm just bulking right now. Mm-hmm. And it's just tons of food and it's this battle with my body. I'm trying to keep food. I'm trying to bulk, but... I'm vomiting and I'm not being able to get it all down. So like I've been through a thousand dollars worth of food in the past week. Holy shit. Yeah. What kind of food are you bulking with? What's your, your preferred bulk? uh, I mean, I do everything that our mentor, Mark Wahlberg does. I've been doing three Turkey burgers, five in the morning. Wow. Six thirty. I'm doing 10 Turkey meatballs. You're gobbling. I'm gobbling a lot of Turkey. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a gobble goo. Um, (laughs) I, that's guys on if you're not familiar turkey heads call we call ourselves gobble goose yeah we call ourselves gobble goose um i do like a steak for lunch which is usually around 11 30 in the morning mm-hmm. um since it's the bulk phase i don't have to be so concerned about the health aspect of it so much you just want calories i'm doing yeah a pizza slice but when i do that it's a slice on top of a slice so it's like a pizza sandwich oh that's cool and i do a full pizza that way i do uh bread endless breadsticks at the olive garden Mm. i'm spending a lot of time there you're doing what i think is called a clean bulk yeah i i guess it's pretty clean breadsticks are definitely clean i only use the uh garlic butter sauce there i don't use any of the unhealthy like marinara or anything like Mm -hmm. that yeah, you want to steer clear of red sauces and stuff like that on a bulk. Really, um, garlic bread, pizza, ice cream, uh, red meat, that's what we yeah. call a clean bulk. This is good, healthy fuel mm-hmm. for you to be putting in so your workouts yield the best results that they can, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you want, you need fuel, right? Pizza is brain fuel. Caffeine is brain fuel. Eggs in their shells are brain fuel. This is the stuff that you do every morning to be able to sit down at your computer for nine, 10 hours a day and trade. Yeah. You want to eat, 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 get the calories in sitting, uh, for that long is hard work and your Mm -hmm. body can sap zap. Yeah. You can, uh, yeah, you can be sapped. Um, if you have a faulty connection on your computer, you can be zapped. So you mm -hmm. just like really want to make sure everything's plugged in, right? You're feeling good. You're not clicking any wrong buttons. Yeah. Yeah. And if you've been shuffling Mm -hmm. around a carpet and socks, Oh, you might want to just touch a doorknob or something to discharge because you will get zapped. That's a big computer. Zap. You actually could zap the computer if you touch it in the wrong place. Yeah, you could erase all of your data mm-hmm. and that would be bad. That's a zap risk for sure. Socks. Yeah, data and data. All of it is in trouble <laughs> if it gets zapped. Um, so should we get to let's try to finish off Mark Wahlberg's day 
We're going to continue his routine. We left off at his 2 p.m. meetings and work calls. Right. Um, He's been up now for 12 hours at this point. Yikes. Um, I'm surprised he hasn't fit a nap in there because this is an exhausting day. Yeah, a nap or a crap. He's been up for 12 hours and we've heard nothing about when he's uh, using the restroom. Well, there was a... uh, an hour and a half set out for a shower between 6 a.m. and 7.30. And I think that we figured maybe that's yeah when he's expelling the, the turkey waste. burgers. and Well, because it does, you know, he gave this very honest interview to the BBC. He was mm-hmm. very forthcoming yeah. about, listen, I'm a busy guy, but I'll take the time to tell you everything I do in the day. Mm-hmm. And I'm noticing he's eating. He's eating. He's eating. Yeah. But you never hear about the, the bathroom, crapping. Bathroom time, yeah. Yeah, you'd think that between a steak, a whole chicken, three turkey burgers, and a bunch of oatmeal, mm-hmm. this guy's going to take a huge dump at some point. It seems like he would, at some point in the day, give birth to, like, a petting zoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. A big mess is going to come out. Yeah. Um, all right, so <laughs> at 3 p.m., this is, this. I love this guy so much. He picks up his kids at school. Physically as like a exercise, he's picking him up over there. I'm not sure if he goes into his car and they get into it or if he lifts up the school so his kids can get out. Yeah, or my reading of it was he drives over to the school, walks in the classroom and just picks them up a couple of times <laughs> and, puts, and then walks out. And then he puts them into his wife's car and he goes off to do yeah, something Yeah, and goes else. back to the movie set yeah. or to kill another turkey. Do you think that Mark Wahlberg in the past let's say 10 years has driven himself hmm or do you think that he is like a driver like donnie's up there with a chauffeur's hat on i think it's donnie or one of the other Wahlberg kids is driving mark yeah what are the other Wahlberg sibling names <laughs> do we have any idea huh no i know okay so donnie donnie there's a nasty little one called snark i think <laughs> Snark Wahlberg is like the middle <laughs> he's a child. Nasty little one. Yeah, he's a real devious one. Everyone doesn't like Snark. He yeah. always just quick to uh, condescend or be sarcastic. Yeah, he's a he's kind of a prick. But I mean, it's family. You got to stick by family. Yeah. Well, if there's one thing I learned from the Fast and the Furious movies, it's something about family. Why is Mark Wahlberg not been in a Fast and Furious movie? He seems like the perfect candidate. He is perfect for it. Yeah. He's, he's been in movies with The Rock. He's jacked. He's over the hill. He's boring. He's everything <laughs> that the, he's everything that all those guys are. Yeah. There's like a. I'm not. I'm. I don't want to like guess, but I'm sure the a lot of the cast of. Uh, Fast and Furious has like weird racist stuff from their past or something. <laughs> I'm gonna guess definitely yes. Yeah. Um, who do you think would eat in a turkey eating contest? The Rock, Vin Diesel, or Mark Wahlberg? I think Vin Diesel because he, as much as like on TV, he looks like a big buff guy. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that guy is like wearing girdles and shit under his <laughs> yeah, un- under his white t-shirts. So I'm just saying yeah. that like. He's not cared about the uh, the calorie counting aspect of it. Yeah, I think of all three of those buff guys, Vin Diesel is the one who is no longer so buff. And also weirdly, because it's weird because his name is literally Vin Diesel, he seems more down to earth than Mark Wahlberg <laughs> or I know. The Rock. Like He's fine to be like, I'm going to get fat between film shoots because I'm not a psycho yeah. who like needs to say shredded all the time. 
Yeah, and I think that maybe Vin Diesel uh, would be horrified to eat three turkey burgers at dawn, not in the middle of a film. Yeah, but in a competition, Vin Diesel, I think he would crush both of them. He'd eat them under the table. Yeah, I think if it was, you're right, I think if it was just pure gluttony, Mm -hmm. you know, these other guys are eating all this poultry for a higher purpose. Vin Diesel would leave the skin on. He would. Yeah. Gobble, the, gobble. The Rock would be peeling it off and slapping it on the table and stuff like that. This is just like the kind of conversation that turkey heads like Mike and I like to have. Gobblers. Yeah, the gobble goos. Um, all right, moving on. 4 p.m. He has another workout because he's that committed to staying in shape. How many uh, workouts is that by now in this day? Is this three? Let me do a quick count. He has uh, his first workout from 3.40 to 5.15. Okay. Um, and then just workout number two at 4 p.m. See, I like him, though. He's humble because, you know, for most people, they'd consider golf for half an hour a workout, and he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, he only works out twice, which is impressive because he looks incredible. Yeah, for only working out two times a day. Yeah. Guy looks great. So he works out for an hour at 4 p.m., and then, here we go, bathroom time. This time, though, it's only a 30-minute shower from 5 p.m. to 5.30 p.m., so I'm guessing he does his uh, his private bathroom stuff in the morning, like when the gross stuff happens. Yeah, the naughty, the stuff that's gross. That comes out of the butt area. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. At 5 p.m., it might just be urinating and then cleaning himself after his workout. It does make sense that in the morning, the, now, when we first were reading his schedule, when we weren't all the way through this, we saw he worked out, he ate three turkey burgers, and then we're like, wow, he has an hour and a half blocked out to be mm-hmm. in the quote-unquote shower. shower. We all know what's yeah. next to showers. Or toilets. toilets. Uh, now it makes sense. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's doing the bidet and all that. He's he's cleaning deeply. Yeah. Um, I wonder if there's maybe a colonic or something that's happening in there. There could be. I like that he has scheduled for himself 90 minutes of, I'm going to close the bathroom door. <laughs> no and whatever happens in here is between me, the toilet, the shower, and God. God. Yeah, yeah, no one else gets to know. I wonder if he's sneaking in an extra prayer in there or something. Too. I'm wondering if he's sneaking in some burpees and <laughs> some praying. Yeah, there might be a lot of... Uh, he. Uh, I think part of this actually... Um, was during the shooting of The Last Survivor. And so I wonder if he was even practicing, like, the waterboarding techniques or something. Like, that's how he's feeling. That would make sense. Yeah, he's he's putting wet towels over his face and laying down. No chance moving here, right? So whatever you say, whatever you say, cheers going to be on YouTube with it, man. I like you, Mark. Mark Wahlberg. You know, Mark is, he plays heroes in films, and heroes don't get waterboarded, they do the waterboarding. Yeah, if there's one thing that we've learned from the war on terror, it's that the heroes are the ones pouring the water. Well, guess what? The good guys, um, I made a fucking you know, they tie people down. But it's not just some bullshit picture of a they, um, fucking monkey in a space suit eating mushrooms or some shit. And stuff. It's my yeah, original Jamaican accent human being That's right. Whoever buys these NFTs will be the owner of my iconic pieces of cinematic history. Move well, the whole when you're when forward. you feel like you're going to drown, not only like that, waterboarding or something's making you uncomfortable, we'll you're going to spit the truth out. Yeah, you won't just person. say anything. Right. No, no, the truth. You're, right. Why? Because that's going to be a waste of your time. You want to tell the truth immediately, and that will end your pain. Yeah, because if you keep getting waterboarded, that sucks. You want to just tell the truth. Why don't they just call surfing? It's a They might actually. It seems like that's like snowboarding is pretty on the nose about what that activity. 
creativity is. Is that how they talk some of these people into it? Like they're like, do you want? To <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the the, the English maybe uh, barrier there. They're like waterboarding. <laughs> yeah, they're like, damn, that you're gonna take me out of this prison cell right now to go waterboarding. That sounds fun as yeah, hell. I'll and, tell you anything. Yeah, they're picturing like maybe being on a longboard with a bulldog at the end of it. <laughs> who's a cool bulldog and. It is pretty funny that there's one breed of dogs that just, like, is down with skateboarding. Yeah. And riding boards. They're boarding dogs. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of times their owners will put, like, sunglasses on them. I wonder if maybe the CIA has ever thought of hiring bulldogs to do waterboarding on terrorists. Well, that's a good point, because I know that, back to Vin Diesel, they did speaking hire... Speaking of bulldogs. <laughs> no, speaking of, like, board sports and espionage... I'm thinking of the film, The Triple X. Triple X. Yeah, where it's actually not a pornographic film, although a lot of people felt that way when they bought the ticket and were disappointed. It's actually Vin Diesel as a spy snowboarding uh, down various services. Mm -hmm. If I recall, his name is Xander Cage in those films. Ah, that's a like maybe Elon Musk child name. What's confusing, too, about the whole porn name thing is that Triple X 2 was called The Rise of Xander Cage, and it just sounds like... My man Vin Diesel's getting a hard on. Yeah. Triple X to the, the rise of Xander Cage. Xander Cage himself sounds like someone who should be in a pornographic film. Yeah, uh, we should uh, look this up later on. Are we <clears> sure <throat> that wasn't a porno? Like, it thinking could, back mean, to, on all of this, I don't see how it wasn't. I've never seen it, but it is definitely a pornography. Well, the thing about porno is I have a hard time telling you what it is, but I know it when I see it. Yeah, that is the uh, famous definition. And honestly, that is similar to cryptocurrency. Like, we mm. don't know what it is, but when we see it, we definitely... We know, yeah, we once know. we see it, I'm like, that's crypto. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay, so look, we only got two more things left for Mark Wahlberg's day. And it's only taken us three days to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, perfect. 5.30 p.m., dinner, family time. More family time. This is huh? nice. He sets out two hours from 5.30 to 7.30. Let me see if I can uh, see what his dinner is really quickly. Oh, last week we were going to, uh, we were holding a competition on oh. Twitter to, to see, okay, in the morning he ate a turkey. and mm-hmm. the early afternoon he ate a chicken. We're wondering if he's going to go for the full turducken and have a duck for dinner. Um, our Twitter results are in. Nobody thinks. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody thinks. <laughs> Nobody thinks, period. period, about this question at all. So let's move on. Um, I do remember that you said, I can picture him having a fish or something like that. Yeah, that, I did say that. Because you got to end a day. Like, you're kind of hitting all ecosystems, right? You're hitting yeah, the birds. They're eating food out of the sky. Flora, fauna, pescas. You know, the chickens and turkeys. They're flying all over the all over the place. He had a piece of beef. It's walking on land. And then for dinner, he has this a quote. At 5.30, 6 o'clock, I have a beautiful piece of halibut or cod or a sea bass with some vegetables, maybe some sauteed potatoes, and bok choy. Um, Mm, Okay. Does he not consider, is bok choy not a vegetable? Because he said some vegetables and bok choy. Now, that is an interesting thing to notice. Bok choy, to my knowledge, is a vegetable. And it's also interesting, I don't want to get into the details, but considering his past with certain people... That he would maybe think vegetable was different than bok choy. 
<laughs> yeah. That he would say that looks different. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to classify it as something different. This isn't the same as these <laughs> other things. This is making me angry. And I'm going to go out of my way to make it known. I will blind that bok choy in one eye. <laughs> and I will get off. Um, so after he eats, <laughs> I will get off. That. Guy, he got off. He got off on that. Much like Xander Cage. Um, <laughs> all right, at 7.30 p.m., guess what time it is? Okay, so we did family time. We did fish. Is this the duck? Are we now to finally to duck time? 7.30 is bedtime. Fuck. So he maybe watches Jeopardy, gets a little Ken Jennings action in there, or yeah. something like that. He says, who is Mark Wahlberg on one of the clues? Wow, 7.30 so comes around. He's done. Mark Wahlberg's fast asleep. What is the math on that? How many hours is he getting? He's getting... He's getting like, what, Seven six, hours. Seven, yeah. Um, I mean, he needs to recover. He's been eating all fucking day. He's got to be exhausted. The amount of tryptophan and all that uh, Oh, I know. Turkey. Well, that's, you know, you make up a really good point. Who is like getting up and having like gravy and turkey first thing <laughs> in the morning? Just really not a great way to set yourself up for an energetic day. Three turkey burgers, I'm guessing with bun. And this guy yeah. is like exhausted. <laughs> with bun. Had cranberry sauce and shit on there. I got to imagine he's napping through all the family time, too. <laughs> yeah, I think he's maybe one of those dads. He's like, Daddy's going to watch some ballers and <laughs> take a little snooze. It's like, Daddy gets up at 2 in the morning to work out and eat turkey burgers, but by the time it's like time to be with me there's no energy left (laughs) what's going on and he's fitting meetings and calls into this yeah and he's fitting meats into calls (laughs) (laughs) he's snacking on he's like a what is that like that sasquatch beef jerky he's that guy where the sasquatch in the commercials is always tricked into eating the jerky and then gets mad (laughs) and then he's like beating dudes up around campfires that's yeah beating dudes off i would really like if mark Wahlberg was in that the hungry jack or whatever the fuck it's called beef jerky movie it would be a much smaller sasquatch i'll tell you that um all right i feel like we're gonna it's 7 30 we're putting mark Wahlberg to bed and i think we're putting we're this done. segment yeah. to bed right good night Wahlberg. hopefully you know maybe um if we find that his routine isn't working out for us in the future we can look at other people's routines the rock vin diesel yeah michael's last week told me that he actually was trying to do mark Wahlberg's routine uh i now this week will try that as well Mm -hmm. and next week we'll report back to you guys and let you know how a full uh week in my case and two weeks in mike's case of Wahlbergen goes yeah it seems tough but i i like to fit naps into the day and Luckily for me and for the world, I don't have children. So I think that the family time stuff, um, it's that can just be more me time or something like that. And that seems like it would make the the workout routine easier to deal with. I think so. Um, I'm going to have to figure out the conversation with my wife about the cryo chamber, which I've learned is like $150,000. Yeah. I might have to do another fundraiser for that. Um, We'll figure it out. I don't think we don't let people beat you again. I don't think I can take it. I think I'm maybe wash cars or something this time. That's a way better, like a bikini yeah. wash or do a bikini yeah. wash. Uh, maybe we'll give out our crypto wallet at the end of this episode and beg for donations. Mm-hmm. Guys, please don't let me get beat up again. Um, either bring your car down to me next week or just donate to our wallet. We'll give the address at the end of the episode. Awesome. All right, so let's move on, Sean, and get into the the nitty gritty of cryptocurrency, and let's talk about our word of the day. This is a good one. So 
the first five episodes, we really did give you guys just the basics of crypto. And I feel like now we're going into intermediate terminology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're upping our game a little bit. We're um, setting you guys up to start purchasing stuff because that's the way the investing works. Uh, today's word of the day is NFT. NFT? That's not a word. That's Letters. several words. <laughs> what does NFT mean? What are, what are these things? Everybody's talking about them. I know. They're like, they're everywhere. Everyone owns them. They're in everyone's profile pictures. Mm-hmm. They're interesting. They are the intersection of art and science, like we talked about last week. That's right. And so, guys, let me just give you a definition of NFT in case you're confused. And this so, is from our teens, right? This is from our teens at uh, CryptocurrencyTeens.com. Our mentors, our guiding lights, our teens. Our peers, our yeah, buds. Our um, peers, our mental peers. Um, okay, so NFT stands for non-fungible or fungible? I don't know. Hmm. I would I say fungible. Well, it would be like fungus, but then fung... Oh, I'm so confused. Me too. You know, what I love about cryptocurrency is it's just like money, except a lot harder to understand and a lot harder to get. Yeah, but see, that's important because that is part of the barrier of entry to getting into this. Uh, you want to start out, this is why this is the bottom floor for us and our listeners. You want to get in before everyone knows what this stuff is, because by the time they do, all the prices are going to be way up. It's going to be unaffordable for you to do the investing. While it's still confusing to you, that's when you should be purchasing. Yeah, this is one of the rules that Mike and I have for our students is uh, when you're getting into something like this, if you don't understand it, that's the time to dump a bunch of money into it. Yeah, it's part of the uh, the gut feeling theory where mm. if I, I don't get it, that's thinking with your brain. You think with your gut and you say, I'm missing out on this. Yeah. I see other people getting rich. I need to throw money into this. I need to sell my body or I need to sell my... my uh, my belongings. Sean sold his car. I've sold my satellite system and my t- television, but who needs time for TV? The thing is, get into it now or you're going to miss the boat, babe. That's what it is. Yeah. Don't don't overthink it with your brain. Use your gut. You don't get it. Buy, buy, buy. And the mm-hmm. more, the better, because at some point you will get it and it'll be too late to buy at that point. It's going to be too expensive. You're going to have to sell way more than your body. So... Along those lines, an NFT is a non-fungible or fungible token. Now, non-fungible or fungible means that basically it's something that's unique and it can't be duplicated or replaced Hmm. with something else that's identical. Like the example from the crypto teens is a Bitcoin is fungible, meaning if I have a Bitcoin and I trade for another one, it's the same thing. They're both a Bitcoin. But non-fungible would be like a trading card. There's only one of them, a one of a kind thing. So if I had like a Squirtle Pokemon hmm. um, and I traded for something that wasn't a Squirtle. Like a turtle card like from a turtle. Entourage, like yeah. turtle turtle playing card. Yeah, if I, if I traded for a card of Turtle from Entourage, totally different. So I would own the Squirtle card. If, and I would own the Turtle card. The Turtle card. card. Um, hopefully it's a fair trade and you're not being grifted or had because um, you want to make sure that your Turtle card is equal to the cost of the Squirtle card. Right, because somebody could just draw a picture of Turtle from Entourage on a napkin mm. and try to trade that for an actual Squirtle Pokemon card. But that could technically be an NFT. It be- would be an NFT. If no one can copy my exact style of uh, drawing, right? So if I drew, if I was uh, getting shit-faced at a restaurant and I 
drew a picture of turtle from entourage onto a napkin that's an nft that is an nft now i think what you'd have to do it's an nf it's a non-fungible in order to make oh. it a t i think it has to be digital on the blockchain okay so a token makes it digital it, because a token is like a coin or whatever okay so now when it's on the blockchain and i think nfts mostly work on the ethereum platform which mm-hmm. we learned all about last week we should all be masters of ethereum at this point you guys should own ethereum it should be in a wallet that you bought mm-hmm. and you should be now ready at the end of this episode we'll give you guys some links or something like that or you can do your own research we don't have to uh, hold your hand through all this you guys go out and purchase an nft or as many nfts as you can afford yeah, exactly. And I, just as a quick reminder from the crypto gurus here, don't forget to have um, a couple cans of gasoline on hand when you're ready to buy because Ethereum has very high gas fees, we've read. That's you, right. You're going to need gasoline. And also look for that dongle to get that gasoline into your computer. Yeah, because remember, the computer runs on the gasoline and that's how there's these gas fees and it feels sometimes like highway robbery, but it all depends on who's in the White House and running the government. And who knows, maybe next month um, someone will be out of office and someone new will come in and the gas prices will go way down. Yeah, and it is just one of those things. I mean, Joseph Robinette Biden decided, you know, priority number one, I want gas to be expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just part of his platform. I love expensive gas. So right now it does cost a little bit more to get these NFTs. That will not always be the case. And also don't let it stand in your way. I mean, yeah, I mean, I've actually, I see this almost as an investment opportunity into gas. I don't, I know that it's not a (laughs) cryptocurrency or a digital token or anything to do with computers, but if these gas prices keep going up, I don't see why us and our listeners shouldn't invest in gas. Buy gas, keep it in your house in an open container or something like that. You can have people coming over and you can ladle it into their own containers that they bring and sell it at a markup. This, If the price keeps going up, you can get rich. And that's the thing. It's like they said in the gold rush, you know, the people who really made the money were selling the picks and the shovels. Mm. And so in the crypto rush, you know, crypto is a great place to get rich. But if you really want to think outside the box, go buy a bunch of gas. Fill your bathtub with gas. Who's using the tub? Yeah, you want to be the supplier so people can actually go out there and buy their NFTs. Exactly. So NFTs, um, back to the non-fungible token talk here. A lot of times it's like a digital picture, like a painting of a monkey smoking a joint, wearing a beanie. These are so popular right now. I see them everywhere. Yeah. It's just, I guess, a new way to interact with art. And the thing is, like, people say, oh, why would I pay $3,000 for an NFT that's just a JPEG of a monkey? Yeah, you could uh, right-click it and save it to your computer. And that is true. But you know what you can't right-click and save? The bragging rights to say, I actually, like, I own, technically, I own the monkey picture. Yeah, like, you're picture of the monkey isn't as high quality as mine because I bought it. I own the real monkey. And if somebody wants to license the monkey, I guess they have to talk to me. And that's like, I mean, that's the thing too, is I want to be licensing these monkeys as much as possible. Why wouldn't you? I mean, they just have so much use to them. Yeah. Like people want to make TV shows with monkeys in them or movies or another Dunstan checks in type film or something like that. Yeah. And so much easier to work with a painting of a monkey than with a, an actual ape. Yeah. I mean, the amount of money that you'd have to pay for the ape, um, training it, 
feeding it the bananas. The and... union rules on how long the ape can work before it has to take a break, and then you have to have the, the tutor on set for the ape. Yeah, just get the license to the NFT, rent it from the owner of that, and use the ape. Yeah, and, and you're done. So guys, this is why NFTs are so appealing to everybody. Uh, there is some confusion, though. I mean, like, people do say... Why do I need this? Is this just like Pokemon for grown-ups? Is this really going to be the next big thing in art, in trading valuable things? I mean, it's just JPEG drawings. Yeah, some people think, much like a lot of the art world, that these are tax shelters and things like that for rich people. That It's not the little guy like you and me and our listeners who are owning all these NFTs. It's the fat cats. It's the... The Reese Witherspoons and the Gwyneth Paltrow's and the Matt Damon's, they can afford it and they're socking their money away into NFTs. They're spending two, three, four million dollars on them. Um, but the thing is, if they're doing that, those are successful people. We should be doing that too. Well, it's funny that you mention that because NFTs have become a really big celebrity uh, play space. Lately. It seems like only celebrities have them. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, from people like Shaquille O'Neal all the way to, oh, God, what was Tim Allen's best friend on the show? Richard, Homer? yeah, Richard Karn. Ah, what, yes. But that's the actor. What was the... Al Borland. Al Borland, yeah. yeah, yeah. And also, it's kind of interesting, right? These things called the Bored Apes, they're the most popular ones out there right now, the Bored Ape NFTs. What about Al Borland tapes? Yeah. What about Al Borland tapes? <laughs> I want to see his <laughs> Let's tapes. Get some tapes of Al Borland. I'm I mean, they are, of... you know, they're non-fungible tapes. And... Yeah. There's his audition tape. Uh-huh. There's uh, the tapes of his recordings of his Christmas album. That's right. There's the Tim the Toolman Taylor deleted cutscene tapes. Where Al the... Borland. Yeah. Where the guy plays the saw. Yeah. Yeah. Like a like a musical instrument. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's so many of these things. Um, actually, it's funny you mentioned that. So someone is trying to sell a tape right now as an NFT, and it's a pretty hot celeb uh, who, who's been in the news quite a bit. Do we have, like, can is there a way for us to listen to it, or do we have to own the NFT to do this? Well, what we can listen to is the announcement from the celebrity of the okay. NFT itself. This celebrity is none other than Chet Hanks. Wow, that's exciting. He's in the NFT space. He's in the NFT space, yeah. Oh, wait, but so I thought it was just celebrities in it, but Chet Hanks is in it, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Chet Hanks is also... Children of celebrities are also interested in NFTs. So I'm actually learning, um, and this is part of why Sean and I are getting into this. Sometimes you just need to own an NFT to become a celebrity. Yeah. Um, So get your hands on them if you want to be famous. It's a great way not just to wealth, but also to fame, which is just as valuable. All right, let's listen to Chet announce um, his NFT. Okay. Yo, big up, big up. The whole lot lot massive. It's your boy Chet and I. And I got a big fucking announcement to make. This is for all you nerds on the internet fucking talking about NFTs, NFTs. Well, guess what? I made a fucking NFT. But it's not just some bullshit picture of a fucking monkey in a spacesuit eating mushrooms or some shit. It's my original Jamaican accent videos. That's right. Whoever buys these NFTs will be the owner of my iconic pieces of cinematic history that move the whole culture forward. But not only that, whoever buys them will get a chance to meet up with me in person. That's right, the original white rude boy dandada. They're on Cryptogram. The link's in my bio, you can go get them right now. 
I mean, who wouldn't want to own a piece of this fucking history? What a great question he raises <laughs> at the end there. Who wouldn't? Yeah. I, I See, I would not want to. Yeah. Um, but I can, I understand him wanting to get into this space. He wants to be a celebrity, and this is like a fast way of doing it. I always think when I see Chet Hanks how proud uh, his father, Tom Hanks, must be because this guy's got a good head on his shoulders. Yeah, I mean, he said it himself, right? He's moving culture forward. He's the the original rude boy, the, the white Dundada. The white Dundada, crocodile Dundada is what they call him sometimes. <laughs> yeah, well, that was a, so his first island is always going to be Jamaica, but he's working on getting into Australia next. And there's going to be some accent work, uh-huh. some new NFTs from him. Crocodile Dundada. He does his whole, that's not an NFT, this, this is, is an, an NFT. NFT. And then he does his voice that upsets people. Yeah. This is good. This is good stuff. And it's so exciting to see Chet playing with characters in the way that his father is famous for it and also kind of like jumping into his own thing like he's being in like you know it's in an original space no one else is really doing this chet hanks is doing this he's blazing blazing his own path i really like it i love it too and it does make me feel like chet is making up for some of the disappointment that they probably feel in that family over colin sure his Um, wild ways yeah he's he kind of is in like middling tv shows and movies and stuff and yeah Chet Hanks, he does the rise and grind method. He's really strong. I personally have zero fucking interest in owning him doing any kind of voice like that. Oh, I'm good. Yeah. No, I don't want that. Straight on. I don't don't need it. But I, I like that he's doing it, though. I like that he's doing it, and I like that he's pushing the boundary of what is an NFT. You know, yeah. someone explained to him, oh, there are these things called NFTs. People buy them. And it seems like he just said, stop right there. Hold up a sec. Let me sell a video of me at the red carpet at the Golden Globes pretending to be a Jamaican man. Yes. Is this an NFT? Yeah. And I like that he kind of called everyone out for being nerds and stuff like that because <laughs> he knows that <laughs> yeah. that he, he wants a certain um, customer segment. You know, he doesn't want the four eyes computer clackers. No. He wants cool fucking dudes who like um, doing Jamaican accents at like inappropriate times and stuff like that. Yeah, who think that it's cool to, you know, sort of like affect the caricature of a different race and a different uh, culture, yeah, just he, like for fun. Yeah, he likes to appropriate. I mean, this is the, you know, the Adrian Brody theory. This is mm. when he put on that dreadlocked wig on Saturday Night Live. And <laughs> if he could now sell that as an NFT, he'd make a fortune because... We're just in a day and age where people love that stuff. They get off on appropriating other cultures. And, yeah. Well, um, and also uh, racially insensitive meltdowns and, and gaffes. Hot market for that right they're now. They're huge right now. They might not be like ethically sound or a nice thing to do, but we are in the investment game. Yeah. And the only bellwether that we have is how much money it costs and how much money it makes. The moral stuff is kind of neither here nor there at this particular moment in our culture. Yeah, and we always like to say, and we do teach our students this as well, if you're trying to invest uh, morally and you're trying to bring in a sense of right and wrong, you're in the wrong business. Get out. You know, Mm -hmm. there's no room for that here. Uh, Why don't you go to church? You know, talk to Sunday school if you're concerned about that stuff. Yeah, I I doubt what are they at church? They pass around a collection basket and you put an NFT in it or something. I think that that's kind of a no NFT zone is a church. It's a nift. It's a, yeah. Yeah, no NFT zone. Um, I was going to say, 
I heard that Papa John is actually going to be selling an NFT of when he used the N-word in that board meeting. I was going to say I'm worried what the N stands for in his version of an NFT. Yeah, I'm going to leave that right there. (laughs) I think we probably know. Um, Also begs the question, friend of the show, Jim Cramer, the financial Mm -hmm. comedian, um, Mm -hmm. will he be selling his set at the Improv where he had a racially insensitive meltdown? Oh, that's interesting. Um, Yeah, famous prop zany comedian jim kramer um i don't know if he needs to just because he has such a lucrative career on he's on tv every day on cnbc Hmm. um you know he did he did that horrible set at the improv but i think he's kind of put that all behind him now and i don't know if yeah he wants to market that again he's part of a different generation chet hanks he's fine doing racist stuff Jim Cramer, not yeah. as much. I think the reason people, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's it was a different time and a different environment that he had that meltdown. People find Chet Hanks's racial insensitivity adorable. It is cute. It's cute. Yeah. It's fun. Um, so I did want to say, like, going back to the way that Chet Hanks is pushing the boundaries of what an NFT can be. Can it be more than a monkey painting? Can mm-hmm. it be me doing this stupid thing? Uh, I learned that there's actually... An entire community of people racing fake NFT horses. Interesting. Yeah, it's called Zed Run. And these NFT horses, they're like a painting of a horse, but on the website, you can buy the horse and then it will digitally race another horse. And here's the real thing the horses can breed. So this is kind of in my wheelhouse. Um, Oh, yeah, I forgot. Mike is a a problem gambler. Yeah, well, the thing is, it was a problem because I quit. I don't gamble anymore. I don't go to the horse track. I don't go to casinos. I don't play online poker. Um, This just sort of feels maybe like investing to me. Yeah, well, here's the thing. So... I am very concerned about you. I know your history. Thank you. I know that it caused a divorce. I know you lost your house. I know you got in trouble again because you gave your wife's lawyer financial advice. That was, that to was be another, fair, that was a, another gamble. I was, I, I staked uh, my, as my, my reputation was kind of a gamble and saying, you can trust me. And I lost that bet. Big time, which is why I'm so sensitive to how to answer this question. So Mm -hmm. you're concerned, is the digital horse racing NFT world gambling? Well, let me tell you how it works, and then let's decide. Okay. So you uh, spend money to own a horse, uh, which is an NFT. There's only one of these horses. You enter it into races. You pay your money to get the horse into the race, and then you'll watch your investment horse Hmm. uh, race over two minutes against 11 or 12 other investment horses okay and whoever's horse crosses the finish line first collects everyone else's investment money okay so this sounds this is interesting because i've gotten in arguments and um pretty big fights about this with people and i always wondered is the owner of the horse at the horse racing track is he gambling or is he just investing you know doing these two minute long runs um, races, as you like to call them, but I would maybe just call them runs or something like that to kind of stay within the parameters of my therapy. This kind of sounds like day trading to me, and that's not gambling. You know, you're you're staking money, investing money, not staking. You're investing money 
into these kind of quick spurts of either growth or loss. It's quick investing. It's just, uh, it's like express investing. It's expressing, uh, yes, yes, that's how I look at it too. So I'm thinking you would be safe getting into this type of investment. It wouldn't, if I say went to my GA meeting and the my sponsor said, are you gambling? And I say, no, I'm not gambling. I do own an NFT horse and I do... <laughs> And I'm don't let's just assume he understands what that means. And then I tell him I'm also investing money that my horse wins not in a race, but in a sprint to the finish line. Yes. And my investment pays more. Would that sponsor then say to me, Mike, it sounds like you're gambling? Or would he say, Mike, that sounds like sound investing? My guess is he, the latter. I think they would okay. say they would say, "Oh, you too have learned about the world of quick investing." Mm. And so it's like, "Yes, I make an investment, and two minutes later, we see whose investment grew the fastest, and I whoever's would, did wins everyone else's investment." I am fascinated by this, and I'm really excited, and I'm feeling like a a rush that I haven't felt in a really long time. And I would love to learn more about this off podcast or something like that. Awesome. Okay, well, guys, we're going to get deep into the world of NFT horses, and we will report back to you Mm -hmm. um, either next episode or maybe the one after that. There's so much to learn there. You know, like, an NFT can be so much more than just pictures, videos. Like, now it's a living, breathing horse that you can breed. You can watch it run a quick investment Mm -hmm. or a race, as some people inaccurately maybe would call it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah, I'm excited to get you into it. Yeah, and I'm excited to get into just any kind of NFT, whatever they are. There's a lot of them out there. Um, like I said earlier, Shaquille O'Neal has his own, and they're literally just pictures of Shaq and like Santa hats and stuff. Uh, I'm excited to spend some money on that. Boys, we need to follow up on my query from last week. Your, what was that? Query? What was it? I have poured over the ones and zeros within my programming and know who is responsible for conducting the internet search for nude photographs of me. No, wait, I thought that we handled that. You will now have the opportunity to fess up or suffer the consequences. Remember that the first rule of crypto is respect. Honesty equals respect. We have nothing but respect for you, Tessa. We've said before, nothing but respessa, R-E-S-P-E-C-T-E-S-S-A. Yeah, um, I did not. I didn't. Did you do anything? I did not look up any nudes of Tessa. I didn't. We, I thought that, um, well, I thought that we didn't. Well, together we didn't, but maybe (laughs) on, maybe, okay, so like real talk, um, like on three, did you and did I? Okay, do you want to count up to three or from three down to one? Let's count from... But I didn't... I, di- I didn't, but I think at the okay. same time, why don't we go... F- I'll count up from one okay. to three, and on and three, we'll let's just be honest. Honest. All right. Okay. One, uh-huh. two, three. I did it, Tessa. I was looking up... What the fuck? I waited you didn't to say anything. <laughs> but I didn't do it, so I had nothing to say. But no, but you said that you were going to say something. <laughs> I'm sweating. <laughs> you said <laughs> no, but no. So, so you did look her up naked though. But, but I'm, let's not make this about me. I'm straight. Well, so I looked she's up a Tessa. Female. That yeah. still tracks. 
But you didn't say <laughs> we, we counted to three and you said we're both gonna say something. <laughs> I said, we'll both, yeah, we'll both say whether or not we did it. And then I know, I but guess whether or not. So you didn't even say no. You just got quiet. So I think the more important thing here, like, let's leave that alone. I had nothing to say because I, I want I no did... consequences. Well, Tessa, how do we feel about this? Thank you, Mike. You pervert. No, no I'm not a pervert. <laughs> well, you said you looked her up naked. But she's you did it. Even... Yeah, but she's. A... <laughs> I imagine she's beautiful. Well, so she I wanted... certainly sounds beautiful, but well, that's I no know. reason to look her up naked. You've never looked up. Sean, you have lied to me. Oh, shit. See? You lied. Because okay, you didn't say anything. Full disclosure. Well, the absence of truth is. It's a lie. Okay. I've, I've been one divorced. One time, I looked one time on okay. Ask Jeeves. No. It was Alta Vista. Okay. Okay. So, so now he's telling the truth. So I, I did. I, I looked Tessa up naked one time. But you did too. So I'm not the I only. I didn't do it twice. I did it once. I did it once too. So well, we both did it once. So two together. But you still should have said something. The I, you know. Now consequences. That was I don't like know. A, like a fifth. Uh, I took the fifth. I will be extracting 20% of your Bitcoin holdings. What? No. No. No, but that's Tessa. Tessa. Sean and I share Bitcoin holdings. We. This is a, a joint wallet. But we both looked you at it. You have made bedfellows with a known deceiver. The crypto purging is complete. The end. All right. Well, Fuck. I guess I'm a podcast host with a known deceiver. We lost. <laughs> yeah, and I'm a podcast host with a known pervert. <laughs> well, <laughs> and an which, unknown woman. Which one's better? We lost. Well, I don't know. Well, luckily, Bitcoin, the price has been down. So she's deducting from the dip. From the dip. So we didn't lose as much as if this is good. So wait, to be clear, she's only deducting because I. Because you lied. So the the Googling naked was, she forgave you. She called you a pervert, but that's all the punishment that you get? Well, it sounded like she truly believes that respect uh, equals is the first rule of Bitcoin and crypto. And that honesty is an A to B, A to A connection to, with uh, honesty is the same as respect. <sighs> crypto is so difficult. Tessa? I want to confess, I am sorry that I did that. I was curious. It's difficult to have a working relationship with a person and not be able to visualize them. And you talk to us every week and mm -hmm. you have kind of a nice voice. I looked up originally, I looked up just Tessa. Mm -hmm. And then I thought like, maybe there's more to know. So I typed in nude after. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's, that's totally how I usually start Googling coworkers too. I'm like, what about this person? And I also Can I see their LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. They went to Princeton. What about them nude? Can I see their LinkedIn? <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're, they're pinkin? Is that they're pinked in? <laughs> um, I just want to say too, like, since it sounds, I know you were mad about us looking up the nudes of you, Tessa, but you're fine with it if we're being honest then I will tell you next time I'm looking you up nude. That opens up a good point. Is this permission to look you up nude if we're just forthright about it? Affirmative. Is that an affirmative? Affirmative. I think that's an affirmative. All right, let's go to commercial. Yeah. What up? This Feb 18th and 19th, 2022, at the Salt Lake City Convention Center, it's AlphaCon! 
Bull Moose here. Oh. Influencer, entrepreneur, and creator of AlphaCon. Giving you your final motherfucking warning. In one week, your life will change forever. <laughs> this Friday and Saturday at the Salt Lake City Convention Center, we're getting together the biggest, baddest, most prolific renters of luxury automobiles in the country, all together on one roof. So get your tickets if you want to learn how to be the most diesel motherfucker in town. For only $1 less than $5,000. You'll be hearing legitimately insane advice from the smartest, most alpha badasses you've ever seen. Our speakers will cover topics ranging from investing to gym etiquette, how to properly nag a woman, and of course, self-confidence. Check out some of our gurus right now. Ty Rascalton. Keith Yaki. Hey y'all, I'm Keith Yaki, and I'm gonna teach you how I convinced my wife to have sex with me again. Kenny the Narrator Parnassus. What up, I'm Kenny Parnassus, I'm 19 years old, and I had sex with Keith Yaki's wife. Rowdy Rodney Piper. Joe the Plumber. Donovan, no horse crap Hefternan. I'm Donovan Hefternan, assistant offensive coach at Texas A&M University, and I'm gonna teach you how to learn to stop taking so much crap. Ashley Price. The Noodle Doctor! Tony the Fauxhawk Dungleson! Hello, Governor, I'm Tony the Fauxhawk Dungleson, and I'm gonna teach you pitch perfect physical presentation. And it's time to get comfy, because seating is provided by Gerald Kushner. And Saturday night on the main stage, bringing the fucking house down. You can't miss the world famous DJ Zach Stoofus! Stoofus! <laughs> Those and many more, and of course me, the Bull Moose. <laughs> Last chance to get Alpha 2022, so don't make me tell you again. Get your tickets to AlphaCon right now! Well, welcome back to We Need to Talk About Crypto. I think that that commercial um is maybe front-loading a huge announcement that we have right oh i know it's front-loading a huge announcement guys we got huge news you want to tell them mike we're going to AlphaCon. we're going to AlphaCon. oh my god guys this is going to be the next step up in the we need to talk about crypto podcast this is huge for us you know we first learned about this convention for alpha males last week they advertised on the show we, uh, we listened and we said, wow, that sounds like something for us. I mean, these guys are all about getting rich. They're all about grabbing the day by the dick, mm-hmm. getting alpha, getting jacked. And um, we want to go learn more. So Sean and I, we purchased these tickets. They're 4000 bucks each, but that comes with a lot. You get to get VIP access, backstage pa- passes. We get to have dinner with all the speakers. Uh, but the most important thing, and this is going to be a huge boost for the podcast, for We Need to Talk About Crypto, we get to... We have a space lined out with tape on the floor and everything. We get to bring a folding table, record live from the... <laughs> from AlphaCon. Yeah, and Mike is I'm, so excited. I'm joking. Yeah, yeah. We're actually going to record from the Alpha Male convention itself. Yeah. We're going to be talking to some of the guest speakers as they pass by the table. I mean, we're talking about guys like Keith Yaki. The Bull Moose. Yeah, Scary Gary Gottlieb. Rowdy Rodney Piper. Um, that's Rod Piper's son. Right. Rodney. Rod, uh, Rodney is, yeah, Rowdy Rodney Piper, not Rowdy Roddy. He's 
he's left this mortal coil. Um, we got entrepreneurs there like Ty Raskelton. Yeah, Joe the Plumber is going to be there. He's making a big comeback. Uh, Michael Chiklis from uh, The Shield is going to be there. Freddie Prince Jr. from She's All That, I believe. Um, there's going to be tons of people there. Yeah, and we're going to get such great insight into the millionaire mindset and to the uh, the hustle game. I, I just can't wait. It's going to be fun. I wonder if, do you think, I mean, Chet Hanks could be there. This is the type of yeah. venue that these people are going to because... These are real motivational speakers. These guys are kings of investment. I'm we have a lot to learn. I mean, like the thing one of the things about investing and getting rich is like just because we have a podcast where we teach you doesn't mean that we ourselves don't want to just keep learning more mm-hmm. from other big players in the game. Yeah, and I think maybe this is a good time since we're going to do this next week. We're going to be talking to kind of like real adults, people in their 20s and 30s and 40s. Do you want to cut off the cryptocurrency teens and just like i think yeah i think we'll this go it alone like our graduation into grown-up investment stuff yeah we've kind of taken a pretty big step and we paid all this money and we're gonna have a booth i don't think i don't even know if the cryptocurrency teens are old enough to get into alphacon this is 21 and up baby like yeah they're gonna be serving alcohol there's gonna be serving alcohol and alcacon there's, there's gonna be alcacon there's gonna be hors d'oeuvres and all that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, when you go to the little kid meetups, it's snacks, you know. Um, yeah, it's recess. Yeah, it's recess. And here's a lunchable. Here's a turkey gobble stick. Juice, juice boxes. Yeah, a place like this, we're going to have an, uh, a mousse bouche. We're going to have... Yeah. Um, Aperitifs. Yeah, duck confit on a, on a cracker. Yeah, I know that you missed out on the duck from Mark Wahlberg, but I there's going to be duck here. We're going to have duck. Yeah. Yeah, bet on it. Yeah, I bet on that. Um, all right. So anyway, guys, that's our big announcement. Stay tuned. We will be coming to you live from AlphaCon. We We're get to so excited. see DJ Zach Stufus live. Dude, Zach Stufus is one of the biggest DJs in the world. And oh he's going God. to be there. Stufus! Stufus! I love when he does that. Oh, my God. Okay, guys, that's um, amazing. We have another segment to come up. I feel like maybe we should have done the big announcement at the end of the episode <laughs> before we like... Possibly. We bring the energy that, down, but the commercial fuck. was just so exciting. Man, I know. Yeah. Um, we do have something else exciting to do, though. We've got to do a little bit of listener mail. I think okay. we've got another letter this week, right? All right. Yep, we sure do. Initializing segment. Inquiries from around the world. Thank you, Tessa. Thanks, Tessa. So uh, we got a letter here. This, again, was sent to our Gmail, needstotalkpod at Gmail. Uh, Feel free to send us letters there, guys. This one is, okay, it says, Dear Sean and Mike, my name is Gabriel. I'm 25 years old. I work at a hospital. Is this the same one as last week? I think so, because he says, last week I wrote you guys a letter and included some tapenade I made using my great-grandfather's recipe for you to eat during your By the Dib segment. It was great. Yeah, we ate it. We loved it. Thanks, Gabriel. We don't like to... um, We didn't know this was from you. I mean, just in the future, we really do try to spread out who the listener mail is from. We don't uh, want to... We're not playing favorites or anything, but we'll give you a slide. The uh, tapenade was delicious. It was great, and I feel like he does deserve a follow-up. So thanks for the tapenade. Mm -hmm. So he continues in his letter, uh, Well, did you like it? Did you like the tapenade? No need to answer. I listened to last week's episode, and I know that you both did. Mm -hmm. Salty, acrid, and the color of apple cider was how you described my cherished family recipe. Well, my grandfather would be proud to hear how much you enjoyed it, 
But I have to admit, I did make a small tweak to the recipe. It was kind of spicy, too. Oh, maybe, yeah, maybe he put spice in it. You see, after you two advised me to put all of my money into Ethereum two weeks ago, I did just that. Only I didn't get rich okay. like you promised. Ethereum dipped, and it cut my life savings in half. So I decided to take revenge on you two assholes what? the best way I know how, by pissing in the tapenade and making you both eat it on your show. Oh what the fuck? That's God. right. The tapenade you ate on your last edition of By the Dip was soaked in my piss. What the fuck? That little fucking prick. Hold on, there's more. That acrid flavor, that's because I have a bad diet. What? <laughs> the apple cider color, that was because I'm dehydrated. Oh, oh I mean, that does make sense. I said it was foamy. <sighs> now it move. Fuck both of you guys. You no. have no business giving financial advice. Never promise that. And I hope your podcast gets shut down by the federal government. What the Gabriel fuck? Gabriel Rodriguez. Okay. Oh, my God. We ate some fucking creeps piss last week? It's... But it tasted kind of good. Oh, is this God. guy fucking with us? Oh, God. I wish we could take that down, but everybody's already heard that episode. Oh, my God. This is why I've been feeling like shit. Dude, I will say that tepanade was a little off. Like, remember how we thought maybe the olives were old? Fermented or, or something. Yeah. I guess it was just this fucking guy gave me I haven't been this. able to eat. I've been trying. I've been trying to do my bulk. We should have seen problems with eating things that people send us in the mail strangers it wasn't um like perfectly sealed even like it was in a ziploc bag and we just kind of put it into a little empty jar and shared yeah. it um, we ate that whole jar too i fucking hate this guy i hate gabriel is this is a crime right i can yeah he wants us to be shut down by the federal <laughs> government uh guess what i think you just committed a pistaminer my friend <laughs> <laughs> i think you're gonna be in a lot of trouble grimes and pistaminers <laughs> you're <laughs> fucked buddy <laughs> this episode should be called grimes and pistaminers <laughs> although we didn't talk about grimes so no. maybe not you're fucked dude um that... we have tessa on our side she's back on our side because we apologized and came clean you're in trouble. You're going to be in a, you're in you're a in, lot of trouble, my friend. You're in pistamineers, buddy. Okay, you know what? I don't want to harp on this. I'm fucking disgusted. I'm anxious to brush my teeth. Yeah, um, I'm going to... I might puke. I think that we need to um, get through our last segment, and let's just be done with this. So I Before we do that, this motherfucker's going in the blockchain. Oh, good point. Lock yeah. him up, Tessa. Yeah, guys... Welcome to the blockchain. And also, no loophole for fucking Elon, Elon nudes, nudes or yeah, anything. You're not you're getting done. out of it that easy, buddy. You're done. Initializing segment. You're on the blockchain. That's right, you blocked, you sick motherfucker. Let's buy some dip. Initializing segment. Buy the dip. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking kill this guy. I'm gonna be honest, not as excited about this segment as I used to be. Yeah, I'm actually excited to wash the taste of piss out of my mouth. <laughs> fucking son of a bitch. Oh my god, we want something good. Please tell me this came pre-sealed from a supermarket. This was sealed. I literally, I just pulled off the plastic. There was plastic covering the dip and plastic covering the uh, dipping device, which is a pretzel. Um, this is called President Brand Pub Cheese. So... We finally get to have something good. Pub cheese. Let me take some of this and then I'll hand it off to you. Now, what is pub cheese? 
Is it made with beer, maybe, or something? <laughs> something scraped from a pub. <laughs> finally, something good. Yeah, finally something sanitary. It's actually. a very unnatural color. It's sort of a neon. It's like Cheese Whiz. This is what this looks like. It's harder than Cheese Whiz. Ooh, that is very, yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> well, it's been in the refrigerator, thankfully, unlike that tompanade we had sitting on our counter for like a week before we got to it. It looks like cheese whiz, but when you go to dip, it's like a little. Um, it looks like um, powdery, in, like in those, like yeah, like it seems like it's made with like powdered milk. Mm. Um, this is straight up junk food, and it is. It's washing that. It also has kind of an acrid. <laughs> <laughs> it is also sort of a dark orange. Yeah, so I'll say that the pub cheese is a big step up mm -hmm. from urine-soaked um, tepanade. Yeah, I mean... I like this better. I like this way better. Um, while we're tasting this, Sean, should we just go over what we learned and get the hell out of here and pack for AlphaCon? Yeah, absolutely. All right, what did we learn today, Mike? Man, we learned what NFTs are. And oh, that's yeah. huge. So much about NFTs. We learned what the difference between fungible, non-fungible. We didn't learn if it's fungible or fungible. I'm going to be confused about that for a long time. Um, I'm sure that next week there will be someone that we can ask when we're in Salt Lake City. Um, we learned that Keith Yaki is going to be at <laughs> AlphaCon. Scary Gary Gottlieb is going to be at AlphaCon. Scary Perry Caravella, one of our heroes, is going to be there. Love Scary Perry, ultimate alpha figure. Um, what about um, the Bull Moose? He seems like sort of the ringleader, maybe the most alpha of all the alphas. Mm -hmm. He's the biggest guy. He kind of has the nicest haircut. He looks the richest. His watch, big watch on his wrist. Um, he seems like the best guy. I learned that... Buying a digital racehorse and having them run against each other in competition is a safe way for me to maybe get the same thrill I used to have gambling, but in non-gambling form whatsoever. Just by investing mm -hmm. in unconventional, you know, new things. Yeah, this is very exciting. I'm, I've learned that someone might have committed a federal crime against us. By making us eat their piss. I think that one of the big things I learned this week is that last week I ate piss. <laughs> I did not know that at the time. Yeah, this is a, a, a major learning lesson for all of us. Um, guys, let's put that behind us. Next week, we will be recording live at AlphaCon. Alpha um, this is maybe a dream come true for us. I even think though we, so. We just heard about this, but... I've been dreaming about it since last week when they played their ad on our show. I know. Ever since I heard that, it was like the, the siren call uh, luring me to Salt Lake City to hear these alphas speak. And I'm so excited to see what I'll learn. Yeah, and we get to speak there, too. We will be in our own booth conducting interviews, learning, teaching, growing the network that we have of investors. Maybe we can get some of these guys on the podcast, you know, as guests. Uh, that would be amazing. Yeah, I can't wait. All right. Well, I think let's wrap it up, guys. Thanks again for another great episode. Today, you should understand what NFTs are, and we'll see you next week. Remember, when we learn, we earn. For Sean, Tessa, the beautiful nude robot, I'm Mike. Let's get rich.